Today's show is brought to you by my friends at Winefellas. Winefellas is your wine club for small allocation, hard to find natural wines from around the world. They specialize in organic and biodynamic wines that are made using traditional winemaking methods, but with minimal intervention. They're free of added sugar and chemical additives. They're low in sulfites. They're bottlings the wine world describes as, quote, natural wines. These are wines as they were meant to be enjoyed with nothing standing between you and pure expressive fruit. What I love most about Winefellas, aside from the fact that they only source the best natural wines in the world, but they also go the extra mile by giving you a fact sheet on each bottle that contains authentic alcohol content, residual sugars, sulfur dioxide and parts per million, pH, and acidity. Learn more about Winefellas by visiting them at winefellas.com. That's W-I-N-E-F-E-L-L-A-S.com. And be sure to use the code FEDANDFIT for $10 off your first wine club shipment. Welcome back to another episode of the Fed and Fit Podcast. I am your host, Cassie Joy Garcia, and today is a reverse interview. Uh, and just as a refresher, in case this maybe is one of your first reverse interviews, a lovely Fed and Fit listener or reader writes in with a great question, and instead of politely answering their question, I ask if they'll come on the podcast so we can chat about it. Uh, so today we are joined by Lynette. Lynette lives in a teeny tiny town in Nebraska, and she is a stay-at-home mom full-time, and we're birds of a feather because right now I'm holding a tiny little baby myself, <laughs> so she might make an appearance on today's show, but it'll be good. It's going to be a family affair. Well, welcome to the show, Lynette. Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on here as well. And just in case y'all are listening, if there's any kind of a weird uh, sound quality, know that we did our best to get it right, but I think this is just going to be a cool conversation, so bear with us. Um, Lynette, I know you have a couple questions for us, but I would love it if you would tell folks a little bit more about yourself uh, and your background and what really drew you to this healthier real food lifestyle. Okay. Yeah, great. Um, I am actually uh, born and raised in Minnesota, and um, we moved to Nebraska probably about uh, five years ago, and I guess my healthy lifestyle kind of had to do with it. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, and it's for people that don't know what that is. It's basically, it's more of just a hormonal thing. Um, I was struggling with infertility issues, and um, I had suffered a couple miscarriages, and my husband and I had kind of decided that we needed a fresh start and we just kind of, it was kind of like sticking a pin in a map and just picking a place and we ended up here in Nebraska. And so all of our family's still back in Minnesota. And um, so yeah, here we are in the middle of nowhere, um, which kind of leads to my question here. Um, I've been trying to, uh, for PCOS, like I said, it's more of a hormonal um, issue and there's no clear like medication or treatment that you really take for it. It's basically just lifestyle changes. And through all my research with it, I stumbled onto the world of paleo because um, it really it really messes with your like insulin is a, is a big thing. I was on metformin for a while, which is um, a medication for people with diabetes. It 
you know, helps with your insulin resistance and things like that. So um, I've been playing with the idea of using my food to heal myself. And um, through, you know, for the past, I guess it's been about five or six years now, I've just been kind of dealing with that, plugging away small baby steps and changing uh, my healthy eating. And so um, here we are, middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, it's probably about a good 35, 40 minutes for me to go to the grocery store. We do have a small store here in town, but I'm really limited on, as you can imagine, the fresh stuff that we get. And I'm just I'm just kind of at a loss sometimes when I go to the grocery store and I just kind of wander around the produce section and try to decide what's going to be best for, for me. And um, I get so discouraged when a couple days after we go to the store and I'm throwing stuff away because it's gone bad, you know? And, um, and so that's kind of what I wanted to ask you about, like what would be my best choices for things to pick out? Am I better off canned, frozen, things that are really going to, you know, give me the most bang for my buck as well, too, because as a stay-at-home mom, we live off one income, so budget's a big deal for me as well. So if you could provide any insight on things like that, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, girl, this is such a good question, and it's one that I've never gotten before, and so I just I oh. love it. I think it's a great question. Um, good, good. Oh my gosh, this this baby, she's totally, I was like, maybe she'll politely just have her lunch. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen that easily. Um, I love this question. So um, do you, my first question is, do you have any spare freezer space? Yes, we do. We have a deep freezer out in our garage. Awesome. Good. That is definitely step one. So if anybody's listening and they, and they're thinking, yes, budget friendly. Yes. I need that. Need to go to the grocery store less. Yes. Or whether that means you live really far away, like Lynette does, uh, from a neighborhood store, or you just want to have to make those trips less frequently. Um, I think that the first step is to make sure either clean out or invest in some extra freezer space, a deep freeze is like a chest freezer is probably my favorite. And those things are actually pretty budget friendly. They're not as, when, when we think about a refrigerator, right? When we buy our homes and stand up refrigerators can be very expensive, but deep freezes sometimes you can get a good deal. So just want to throw that out there first. Okay. So the next step is, yes, I do have some suggestions on produce specifically because all of our proteins right we can we can freeze for the most part uh, and that's mm -hmm. pretty, that's pretty obvious and then sauces you know mayos dressings olive oils all those things obviously have a good amount of shelf life because we can put them in our pantry but when it comes to you okay <laughs> when it comes to um I, I could, we could work to edit these out, but I kind of want to leave them all in because it's just real life. Um, right. When, uh, when it comes to produce, you know, we think about the leafy greens, the, 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 the foods that we need to get fresh more often are going to be citrus. It's going to be the leafy greens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, in berries, right? Those are the ones that we really want to make sure we're trying to get as fresh as possible. So you, I have a couple suggestions. First, when it comes to greens, for the produce section in general, I would 
shop what's on sale slash in season. I'm sure that in Nebraska in the middle of the winter, it seems like there's nothing in season. Um, and so right. <laughs> I, I don't know what prices are at that point in time, but that might be a good reason to whenever there's an abundance of thick leafy greens there to go ahead and buy them and then prepare them for the freezer yourself. So, okay, you know, so um, foods like uh, collards, kale, some of those thicker, uh, denser greens are actually going to freeze really well. And so, whereas a romaine lettuce, which doesn't really pack a whole lot of nutritional value, so it's, you know, no real love loss there, um, but that mm -hmm. won't freeze quite as well. Um, so, yeah, so the really powerful greens, the ones you're going to want the most anyways, will actually freeze. So some of the ways to prepare them is, let's say if you are able to go to a farmer's market or the grocery store and find a good amount of those, grab them, grab a bunch of them, um, and then you can prepare them one of two ways. You can either prepare them raw for the freezer or you can prepare them cooked. And for, let's say, if you want to if you want to prepare them raw, thinking about kale, for example, I would buy the kale, I would de-stim it, and I would roughly chop it and put them in bags. You can do it a couple ways. You can either freeze them on a sheet tray if you want them to be frozen individually, more like a, I don't know why confetti comes to mind, but a texture that is easily separated so you can pull, reach in the bag and pull out a clump, if that makes any sense, okay. um, instead of it being just yep, one thing hunk. Um, yeah. Or because it can be very voluminous. There's a lot of volume to that, to like a curly kale. Uh, what I would do for raw kale is I would de-stim it, chop it, and then I would put it in a bag and I double bag it to make sure that no air gets in, uh, no extra air gets in, but I would really pack it in there and I would squeeze it all in there and then freeze it, mark it. And it's probably good between around five months between five to six months. Oh, okay. Freezer. Um, so that's how you can prepare it raw. And that would be true for kale or collards. Both of those would do pretty well in the freezer raw. And then cooked is, is even easier. So for cooked, what you can do is one of two ways. Also, you can, um, let's say you de-stim that kale, you chop it up and you steam it, right? So it's just very benign. It's not cooked with any kind of oil or salt or anything like that. Just kind of how you would buy already frozen spinach. You know, there's, there's mm -hmm. nothing on it but the spinach. It just allows it to reduce down and makes it a little more compact as well. So steam the kale or the collards, try to drain out off as much water as you can. So let it cool and then squeeze, physically squeeze it out with your hands. Um, just like if you were making cream spinach, you know, you would squeeze out mm -hmm. all that water. Uh, and mm -hmm. from there, your two options are you can, and I've done both of these. You can then take the frozen or the, excuse me, the cooked and squeezed out, let's say kale and spread it out on the sheet pan. Okay. And then freeze that sheet pan so that again, it doesn't all stick together in one giant ice cube. Uh, mm -hmm. and then take those frozen bits, put them in a bag and label it. And then you can pull that out whenever you want it. And that is going to have more of the texture of that frozen spinach that you get in a bag from the freezer at the grocery store. Or what I like to do sometimes, and you can even, you can do this if you want to pre-cook it with 
oil and lemon juice and salt, you know, is mm -hmm. cook it and then spoon it into uh, cupcake tins. And especially if you have, for example, a silicone cupcake tin, those are my favorite ones to use, but spoon it into there, freeze it, and then what you, and then you pop them out once they're frozen, put them in a bag, and then you have these single serving green, leafy green hockey pucks that you, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah, then you can then use to add to meals. Okay. It's <laughs> got the hiccups now. Um, <laughs> So that would be, that would, that, that's how I would do the greens. That would be my way to go. Um, and of course, if you run out, buy frozen. And you can usually find frozen collards. You can usually find frozen spinach. And those are great ones to add to smoothies if you, you know, or, or just saute them or mix them in with a chili or whatever you're making. Uh, those are really easy to use. Okay, so that's it for, I would say, the leafy green vegetables. Focus on kale and collards. Those are probably gonna stand up the best frozen. And another thing to note, if you're buying organic fruits and vegetables, they don't have the same shelf life as conventional. They just don't. Okay. If, you've ever, if you've ever bought a pack of um, conventional strawberries and put it next to a pack of organic strawberries, the organic ones will absolutely start to wilt sooner because they just don't have as much junk on them. Um, so that's why it's just good to be diligent about buying when things are in season, therefore more affordable and then preparing for the freezer. Um, so that would, that would be it for the greens. For berries, it would be the same thing. During the height of the summer season, when berries are the most affordable, buy all those berries. And for like a strawberry, for example, rinse them, cut off the stem. I like to cut mine in half, spread them out on a sheet tray. That way they don't all clump together because no one needs you know a five pound brick of strawberries at once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spread them out on a sheet tray, let them freeze hard, and then put them into a giant bag. Again, double bag it if you, if you can. And if you're worried about there being any kind of a transfer between the plastic bag and your food, which I'm not worried about because when frozen, those molecules move so slowly. So I usually don't worry about that so much. We don't want to microwave with soft plastics because the molecules move so quickly right when heated and then they can transfer conceivably to our food. But in the freezer, I don't worry about it much. Um, but if that's still something that kind of concerns you, you can always take either wax paper or parchment paper and line your freezer bags with that first so that your food touches the paper, not the bag. Um, just want to throw that in there. Okay, so the berries, yes, I would do the same thing with the berries, freeze them solid. I still, I have a giant bag of organic raspberries in my freezer right now because they were, gosh, those cartons sometimes can be expensive, five bucks for a little, a little carton of them during certain times of the year. And I remember I went in and they were a dollar a piece. And so I <laughs> bought the lot. I, and I came home, rinsed them, let them dry first before I put them in the freezer, put them on a sheet pan, several of them, froze them solid and transferred them to a bag. Um, so that's how I would do berries. Uh, let's see, citrus can last longer on your shelf. So if you do go to the grocery store, while it may not be a great one to freeze, it is a really good one just to buy to keep on the shelf. Yeah. Um, and so those are, let's see, we've got vegetables and we've got fruits. And then for starches, I don't know if, I don't know if you do any greens at all, Lynette. Um, rice is of course a good staple to have on hand if you can tolerate it. Um, and then, yep. okay, awesome. 
And then all of the winter squashes keep really well. I think I still have a butternut squash in my pantry that I grew, which was a while ago. <laughs> and it's still- right. I think I bought one about a month ago and it's still in my pantry. So I'm good with the butternut squash. Yeah. <laughs> totally, exactly. So yeah. butternut squash, acorn squash, those uh, uh, spaghetti squash, those tend to last a lot longer. And so those are good. Make sure you keep them in a dark room it does not have a lot of moisture, so it's not humid and it's relatively cool. So we keep our house at about 72, 73 degrees. So it's nice and cool and it's going to be in good shape. Um, so those are always good. Potatoes are always good, of course, keep them in a dark room. And that's really to help keep them from growing and budding. Uh, mm -hmm. And if, you're, if your potatoes are looking a little wrinkly and you know it's going to be a while before you get to the store, you can always do the same thing as prepare them for the freezer. Cut up your potatoes, do a quick roast. Maybe it's probably the way that I would go. Do a quick roast, um, put them up into little bite-sized pieces, cover them with olive oil, sea salt, normal pepper, roast them until they're crispy, freeze them on a sheet tray again, and then transfer them to some sort of a container so that you can just spoon off that prepared starch whenever you need it. Awesome. And then something that I've done with sweet potatoes or mashed potatoes when I have an abundance of them is I actually will spoon those into the silicone cupcake sheets as well and, okay. and then create little hockey pucks of mashed sweet potatoes. And then those can just, those are so easy to portion out in the future when you need them. Right, which is great because if I'm here home during the day. That's a perfect little lunch. You know, I don't have to make... I don't have to prepare a large quantities. I can just take out what I need. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly why we did it here at my house because, you know, my husband doesn't always want mashed sweet potatoes in the morning, but if I just worked out, I, I do. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, that's, does, is that helpful? Yeah, it is. Um, I was going to ask too, my, my favorite thing is beets right now. And for the life of me, I cannot find any decent fresh beets at the store. So I, I buy them canned. Is mm -hmm. that horrible for me? You hear things about, you know, the transfer of the chemicals in the cans and I just, it, it, am I shooting myself in the foot there with those? I, I wouldn't stress about it. Um, it's been a while no. since I've, yeah, since I've read the ingredients on the can of, of beets, but if it really just says beets, probably water and salt, I, you'll, you'll probably find mm -hmm. on some of those cans as well. But if that's really all, what do you like, you want beets someday? Um, if that's all it says, <laughs> then I think you're, I think yeah. you're fine. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't stress about that. If it works for you, go for it. Mm -hmm. Great. Yes. Okay. Yeah, awesome. that was really helpful. Good. I'm so glad. This was such a fun question. Yeah. I hope it was helpful for everybody yeah, else did. who's just tired. You know, you make the grocery store run two or three times a week and sometimes it just gets old and you want to be a little more efficient. So I think it was a great question. I think this is a great spot to stop and hear from one of our sponsors. Fab Fit Fun is a seasonal subscription box with full-sized beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. Four times a year, you have the ability to customize the products or choose to be surprised. This is a great way to indulge in some of the very best products that are hot right now. I really feel like these boxes help keep me current. 
They retail for $49.99, but are packed with premium products valued at over $200. I am always genuinely blown away by the quality of the products. You can use the coupon code FEDFIT, one word, F-E-D-F-I-T, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Again, use the coupon code FEDFIT for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Yeah, good. And I've got, I got the two toddlers. And so sometimes just getting to the grocery store is just a circus and (laughs) (laughs) I need help streamlining it. So I can absolutely see that. I put, I thought maybe I'll go to the grocery store this morning and I have a three month old and I said, no. So I can only imagine (laughs) she's just, all I have to do is put her in a little baby carrier and I can walk around the store. So it's relatively simple, but I was, I was ready to throw in the towel. But you're, you're incredible. Keep up the great work up there. And if you ever have any more questions, please don't be a stranger. But I hope that was helpful and makes things a little easier for you guys. It was. And actually, can I ask you one more question? Please do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's okay. I'm all okay. yours. It's totally off topic. Okay, it's totally off topic. But um, uh, I cloth diaper my two boys. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm really excited to see your input on your cloth diapering because I've seen it in your uh, baby registry updates. Mm-hmm. And so um, we are you getting close to having any more updates about those? We are getting close. So what we decided to okay. do, what we decided to do is instead of investing in newborn cloth diapers, we were we did disposable. We chose the bamboo diapers. Um, they're just mm-hmm. For folks who are listening and have no idea what I'm talking about, bamboo diapers are, I just liked them because they had less stuff in them, less harmful little chemicals for very precious little baby bottoms, Um, which is one of the main reasons we want a cloth diaper because we want to control what goes on her little bum. Um, But we were, we decided to do those bamboo disposable diapers while she was still tiny. And then once she's big enough, we were going to go into cloth diapers because these cloth diapers are amazing nowadays. They have, we decided to get the all-in-ones. And so they have essentially liners and an outside thing um, and all the little parts and pieces that you would need in one single diaper. Whereas back in the day, you know, when my mom cloth diapered myself and my sisters, she had to get the trifolds and then the outer thing and then the pins. So it's gotten much more simple. So what we decided to do was once she was a little bit bigger and was able to fit into the larger ones, we transitioned her and she is just now about there. She's about to grow out of these last little tiny diapers. So we're going to move her in and we're going to see what happens. She's still exclusively breastfed. So everything is very easy right now, <laughs> you know, yep. Um, yep. but I'm sure that things will get interesting, but yeah, I will. I'll have more to share as soon as we do. And I have a bunch of different ones that I'm going to try. So I'll be able to talk about the full spectrum of them. Good. I'm super excited. I'm such a geek for the cloth cloth diapers. I get really excited when other people talk about them. Yeah, I'm excited too. And it's so funny that uh, it's, I I joke with my mom, for example, that she's just this, she's this big hippie and she doesn't even know it. Um, (laughs) You know, Uh, just with all the things that she does, recycling is very, she just does it because it just makes sense to her. Um, But recycling Mm -hmm. is very important to her. She will 
not this extreme, but you know, we tease her, she's going to go dumpster diving and pull out cans and bottles if she could. Um, and, and then with cloth diapering, she cloth diapered all of us and it was no big deal. So I'm, I'm really, it, it's fun to have that kind of a support system. So it was an easy choice for us, but I have no idea what's going to look like in practice. And I will absolutely report back. Do you have any advice? Um, it's really not as scary as it seems to be. And, um, for dealing with the poo as she gets older and if you start feeding her solids or if you've got a supplementer with non-breast milk, you know, things like that, um, to get rid of that kind of stuff, a good diaper sprayer. I don't know if you've looked mm -hmm. into any of those at all, a diaper sprayer and a shield, like spray pals are a really good company. Um, but but yeah, it's really, it's really not as hard as people think it is. It's, I've done it since birth with both my boys and it's, we use the inserts and covers. We don't have very many all-in-ones just because the main reason I decided to do it was um, the economical side of it. You know, yeah. um, I didn't want to sit there and spend thousands of dollars on disposable diapers. I was just going to throw in the trash. And so it adds up so the, quickly. The it does. It does. And the amount of trash and just waste mm -hmm. that you produce. Um, but anyway, I've, I'm extremely happy with the ones that we have. And so I'm really excited to hear um, your opinion on them. And awesome. I, I think just getting the, me the message out there too. I mean, a lot of people think it's so much work and it's, it's really not. So, and then um, that kind of led into another question too. I've been toying with the idea of using um, reusable menstrual products. And I was curious mm -hmm. if you had any thoughts on those, if you had any experience or even if you did a blog post about those coming up, I'd love to read something like that as well. That's a great idea for a post. I don't have one currently, but it's definitely something I can do. Um, I have been using, well, it's of course, it's been a long time now since I've needed one um, <laughs> with the baby, but I have right. been using uh, the, the brand that I liked was Ralph, R-A-L-F. Is that right? I think that's, gosh. I may have gotten that wrong. If you're Googling that, I apologize. Um, <laughs> and, and I, and it was, those were good there. Of course they're disposable, but it's just a slightly better option. But I, mm -hmm. the reusable products is something that's definitely on my radar. So I will report back mm -hmm. as soon as we get there. Transitioning. I'm, I joke about this all the time, but sometimes I feel like a stick in the mud when it comes to transitioning to safer and uh, more eco-friendly products, just it just takes me a long time, you know, um, but we're getting there baby steps at a time. I just switched out, for example, my laundry detergent a year ago. So we're pretty slow, but we will get there and I will absolutely share all my lessons learned. All right. Great. I'm excited. Good. Awesome. Me too. These are great questions, Lynette. Thank you so much. Good. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, you know, talking with me. I'm, I'm such a, geek for you as well too i i uh when you emailed me to ask if i would you know if we could talk i let a, like a little girlish squeal and i was super excited so, Aww, that's <laughs> I'm, so I'm, sweet. I'm really i'm super excited oh um, that is so, yeah and my uh my oldest little boy he'll be excited too because i i don't know if you knew it was me but i sent you a dm on instagram a while ago um with a video of him, he gets really excited when he hears the theme song to your podcast because I listen to it all day long. So, oh. right, he like runs over to the computer and 
and he's got to check it out. <laughs> that is so, so sweet. I do remember that, but I hadn't put two and two okay. together. That is so yeah. sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That makes me so happy. I actually, so that, um, I feel like I'm just on the phone with a girlfriend now. Um, that, uh, that theme song is actually my sister, Kimberly. Uh, she's the singer, Kimberly Dunn. And she is a, she's a, a country singer out of Texas and Nashville. And that was one of her songs and I loved it because she's just such, it's so neat to watch her play that song because she can play the guitar, sing, and then she has this harmonica that she straps on that just sits on her chest and she does all three. And I just think she looks like just the coolest person ever. Um, so right, that's amazing. Isn't it amazing? It's yeah. so neat. When we were in college, she would drive, uh, I went to Texas A&M University and we're from San Antonio. So it's about a three hour drive. And she would, while she was driving, she would practice her harmonica. So she'd put on that little holder piece and play the harmonica while she drove back and forth to school from my parents' house. It's just so neat. Anyway, that's hilarious. That's kind of the backstory on that song. And I love it. It's one of her older ones. And they recently asked uh, if I wanted to switch out to one of her newer songs. And I was like, no, I really just like this one. It's so fun. It's good. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, I love that. Well, he'll be able to hear your voice very soon. And uh, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed talking with you. Hey, good. Me too. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. Of course. It was my pleasure. And Baby Gray loved it as well, apparently, because she was a happy camper. Good, good. Oh, and I guess that also should say Happy Mother's Day. That's coming up this weekend, too. So thank you so much. Happy Mother's Day to you, too. This Mother's Day is puts it in a whole new light. And I just have such a true heartfelt respect times a hundred for moms out there. I think you're amazing. So happy Mother's Day. It's it's not a little thing that you do. No. No, it's not. No. <laughs> it's not. And I never, you know, going in, I knew it wasn't little going into it, but I just didn't realize how all-consuming in the best way uh, being a mom is. So it's really, really special. Right. So it makes me realize how much yes. my mom loves me, you know. It's, it's funny how that happens as you, as you become a parent yourself, you realize it makes you more appreciative to your own parents. I've definitely been going through that lately. So I can Absolutely. relate to that, yes. Mm -hmm. You did this for me? You love me this much? That's amazing. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, man. Okay, I got to go change a diaper, Lynette. It was, <laughs> she just looked at me like, lady? <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you so much again. I wish you the best. Um, stay, well, we're about to go into summer, so hopefully you'll get some good produce. But um, when the time comes and you need to, you need to streamline, I hope that was helpful. And and we'll have this up with the transcript available for everybody listening. If you want to review the steps we talked about, those will be on the blog. So, Perfect. Thank you so much again. Thank you yes. so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back again next week.